In today's world, knowledge is the new currency. Sometimes all that's needed to get to the next level is good, relevant, and practical information that has the capacity and potential to create a sudden life change, a shift as a matter of fact. And my guest today, as I share another Rewind episode, is going to share how acquiring new knowledge helped him to make a shift, a wealth shift to be a matter of fact. This wealth shift changed his life, and he's going to be sharing with us how to make the wealth shift, how to change our mindset so that we too can experience the life that we truly crave. It's time for us to shift as we are preparing to go into a brand new year. You have to make the shift in your mind so that you can make the wealth shift. I really hope you enjoy this episode. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another week and another episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. So excited that you're with me again this week as we continue to do our rewind episodes the remaining of the year. But these are not just any type of episodes. These are some of the most listened to episodes on the podcast. And as I shared with you the previous week, I've only really shared many of these episodes only one time. And I thought, why not bring them back, rewind and give you an opportunity to listen to these valuable content heavy episodes. And also because I know that I have many new listeners as well. And so I'm just excited to be sharing these rewinds. And every once in a while in the new year, I'm going to be popping in a few here and there. But this week, we're going to be talking to my guest by the name of Sean DeRoe. He is an author three times over. And he talks about the wealth shift. He talks about helping you to shift your mindset around creating and generating wealth for yourself. So you, this is going to be a great episode to rewind and to listen to and to take some great notes. So I hope you sit back, enjoy, and really take in what Sean has to say. Let's hop into this week's episode. My guest today hails from Dallas, Texas. He has over 18 years experience in the financial industry and is very passionate about helping business professionals create wealth by showing them how to increase their personal capital, tame their appetite for consumption, and help them find their clarity. In 2013, he founded the Wealth Shift Project, a coaching and consulting business focused on serving college students, business professionals, entrepreneurs in the area of financial, business, and career growth. Today, he travels the country helping thousands strive towards their freedom by showing them how to make the small but necessary changes that creates big results. 
He is a husband and a father of two. I am pleased to welcome Sean Doro to the podcast. Sean, how are you? Hey, I'm wonderful, man. How are you today? Good. I'm so glad that you joined us today. I had a guest to actually counsel on me this week, and Sean was right there at the other end of the phone uh, agreeing to do our podcast this week, and I am so appreciative of that. Well, it's an honor to be with you, and I appreciate the opportunity, even if I am coming in and uh, cleaning up, uh, but I appreciate this opportunity for being on the show. Yes, sir. Well, I wouldn't consider you to be cleaning up. I just consider you being a good friend (laughs) right on time. Right. That's right. I agree with you. Absolutely. All right. Let's make it happen. Well, Sean, I gave a brief introduction of who you are. So why don't you give us a little bit more background about yourself and tell us about your family and about uh, the Wealth Shift Project? Absolutely. Well, first of all, as I mentioned, thanks again for having given me this opportunity. I do consider us friends and I believe this uh, friendship will continue to grow. But you, you gave an introduction, Markeith, and I want to take you, you kind of gave my ending or my journey, but I want to take you back to my beginning to tell you how I even got here. About 21 years ago, I, I had an incredible epiphany. I was I was broke. I was battling bills, bad credit and borderline bankruptcy. And I walked into a place and I was robbed. And the issue was it was a voluntary robbery. I had been going to payday loans Mm. to really finance just the fact that we could make it from week to week. I was a newlywed. My wife and I were struggling from week to week. And and really, I would never forget that gentleman I call him a gentleman, but at the time I didn't see him that way. He looked at me in the face and he kind of gave me this grungy look and a a dirty smile. And he said, hey, I'll see you again next week. He had taken uh, about $100 of my money that I desperately needed because he provided a cash advancement. And I walked out of that place that day and I just cried like a baby. Now, that wasn't the first time I had done that, but that was the first time I really realized how much of a cycle I was in because he he literally expected me to be there next week because he had learned my cycle and my system uh, of being dependent upon that type of payday loan system. So that was my epiphany. That was my wake-up call. That's when I just literally fell on my knees and turned it over to God and And thankfully, God certainly answered my prayers. He provided a mentor and direction. And over the years, I have been not only able to shift my life and my wealth, and now I get a chance to, as you mentioned earlier, help thousands of people do just that. I love helping college students and business professionals and entrepreneurs do some of the things that they know they should be doing, but because their finances, their wealth Uh, Their clarity for their career is not in the right position. Uh, They need some help. And that's where I come alongside them and provide just that. So the Wealth Shift Project, a coaching and consulting business that I founded a couple of years ago, comes along individuals and couples and business owners to really help them get to from where they are right now to where they want to be. And I do that by showing them how to cash in on themselves. Everybody has an opportunity. Everybody's been given gifts. And we just need to learn how to leverage them like I was taught by my mentor to change their situation around. So that's where I'm in the process. But it's been a journey. and It's one that I've truly uh, have to 
really have learned so much, but have been so thankful and grateful because so many people have helped me along the way. Wow, that's an awesome story and an awesome testimony to how you were able to turn your life around after experiencing or after coming to the knowledge of the cycle that you were going through on a daily basis uh, dealing with some of those check cashing places. So I'm sure there are someone who's listening who may even find themselves in that particular cycle. And to know that you are uh, on this podcast today gives them some hope that they can come out of that cycle if they just shift their mind. And so I say that to say that our theme for today's podcast is shift your mind, shift your wealth. Shift your mind, shift your wealth. You know, one of the things that we talk about a lot is the significance of identifying your purpose, the significance of knowing what your purpose is and how that can impact your life on a daily basis once you are in alignment with what I would say is your calling or your purpose. And so why is it important that individuals identify their purpose in life and know what they are truly passionate about especially when we are talking about wealth and generating wealth. Well, you, you mentioned the fact that it's so important to have the right mindset. I love your theme today because that's really where it starts. It had to start in my mind before I can shift my money. And, and I teach people that there's seven things, <clears throat> excuse me, that you need to learn how to leverage and mindset is being the first one. But to answer your question in terms of your passion, uh, I've, I've helped a lot of people, Mark Keith, that honestly just did not know what their passions were. I was like, I don't know what my passion is. And I believe that all of us have a passion. And sometimes we don't know our passion mm-hmm. because it's not something that we're running towards. So I say, well, what's your pain? And see, for me, my passion has literally turned uh, into or was developed from my pain. I get a job to serve and help and bless so many people. And it was it was it came out of my pain from the point was I never wanted to see my wife in a situation where we were uh, not knowing how we were going to put diapers on my uh, oldest daughter at the time. I, I never wanted to see her go through that situation again or how we're going to pay the rent next month. So from my pain, I decided to make my shift and I had to first shift my mind. And from there, my passion developed. So I would tell people, if you don't know your passion, and I believe everybody has been giving a purpose, but if you don't know it through your passion, then I tell you to, to look at your pain slash problems and if you look at those things, and I guarantee you that you'll see the thing that's hurting you the most is something that you've been called to solve and called to do. And for me, it was it was really helping people first myself, but then other people get out of that painful situation of not knowing how they're going to make it from one position to the next. And then it has grown because I don't want to just position it that I just help people that are struggling. Now I'm in a position now where I'm helping, you know, hundred thousand million dollar businesses that are going to that next level. So it's still a shift. It's still a next level, but it all starts in the mind first. And I think that's great advice. You know, many people do struggle with, you know, what is it that I'm truly passionate about? What is it that uh, I really believe that I am purposed to do? And I think that sometimes we take for granted the pain 
that we go through in life. And and if we could sometimes just really sit down and understand the pain that we're going through, we just might uh, identify what that passionate area is. I was uh, speaking to a fraternity brother of mine on yesterday in the gym, and he wanted to do something that he believed uh, he was called to do for the community. And that was the first thing I asked him. I said, well, where are some pain points in your own life that would give you enough passion to carry out this vision that you have for the community? And so that is a great tweetable. You can find your passion in your pain. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you do that, and if you really listen to it and you get outside of yourself, because that's the second thing I had to do. Once I found my pain and I wanted to start rectifying it, now I had to understand that it wasn't just me that was going to help solve this, but I had to now get the right uh, right team behind me or around me to help me. But it had to start first, as I mentioned in my mindset. Marquise, do you mind if I provide the seven things that I help people when it comes to leveraging what they've been given to help them shift their their wealth. No, go right ahead. That was going to be my next question. That's great, great, great. Well, as I mentioned, you, you, the theme is right on point because you have to shift your mindset to shift your wealth. And, and that was what my mentor told me first. When I went to him and I literally could barely rub two nickels together, I, I, it had I went to apply for credit for a packet of bubble gum, I would have been denied. You know, I was in that financial distress and destitute. And first thing I had to do was my mentor say, you have to shift your mindset. But your mindset is just one of the things that you have to shift because once you get your mind together, now you have to make sure that you're in the right direction. So now he told me, here's the next thing you have to do. You have to learn how to leverage your management style. See, at that point, I was a bad, poor manager. I was not managing the, the, the things that God had given me. I was a horrible steward. So <clears throat> he helped me with my management style and, and to ensure that I was doing the proper planning practices and, and in the right position. But then the third thing he said was, okay, you know what? Now let me help you manage or leverage your marketplace opportunities. You know, I was gainfully employed, but yet I was wondering why I could not uh, pull the paychecks together. I was barely making the ends meet. And he said, well, you're not taking advantage of your marketplace opportunities. And he showed me how to do that, not just with you know, there's some real practical things in terms of taking advantage of your retirement account, your 401k. But he also went deeper and said, you're not leveraging your career skills, uh, your your opportunity to, to connect with uh, growing inside your business, learning so you can certainly develop and increase your capital. And he taught me how to do that. But then the fourth thing he said was, now <clears throat> we need to go back and look at your magnificence. In other words, what makes you you? See, I was climbing up the wrong ladder. I was trying to be somebody I was not. Mm. And I was completely off course. And I wasn't in my truth. I wasn't in myself. And that was preventing me from creating a true wealth shift. And so many people I see, and I don't knock anybody going after business opportunities or anything like that. But I see so many people just throwing their darts and seeing what sticks in terms of, oh, I'm going to do this network marketing today, or I'm going to do this tomorrow, or I think I'm going to go to school to do this because they're following a trend, but they're not understanding their own magnificence. What did God give you? What's, what, are you what are you wired with? And once you take that, you absolutely, you go and you start creating wealth shifts from your core. And then the the, the fifth thing they he helped me out with is he said, now we have to help you leverage and manage your mess 
slash misuse. In other words, I was up to my eyeballs in debt. I was barely making it and I was misusing my finances. And he taught me how to take my waste and turn it into wealth through just practical, but also just through some some things that he had learned from his experience in terms of uh, decreasing the debt and making sure that you leverage uh, debt. So many people, unfortunately, are even making good money, but yet they're living up to their compensation. So if you was to draw a line, the water is coming right under their nose and they're barely breathing. So I tell people, it doesn't matter if you make 100000 200000 half a million. I've helped people on all levels and they were still barely making it because they were living up to that compensation level and their mess slash misuse was not being leveraged pro- appropriately. Uh, the sixth thing that I learned is to help me manage or create multiple streams. And that was so important because at that point I was doing like most people, they, I was trading my time for money and that was all I knew how to do until he showed me and told me that I absolutely could create reoccurring income that did not require that I was there. And that was important for me and and even showed me in the Bible where God even recommends that we all create multiple flows and incomes. And then the last thing he showed me was the importance of having a mentor slash maven in my life. And that's exactly what he was. So those seven things, and then you see they all start with him, was I really help people come alongside them. and, And we really dig into that, unpack them, and ensure that those seven things are being leveraged appropriate so they can create a wealth shift in their life. Wow. Seven keys to shifting your wealth. I'll be sure to include those in our show notes for this particular podcast. You know, Sean, these are some great uh, keys, some great principles that individuals need to apply to their lives in order to shift their wealth and shift their life. Can you share with us what has been the biggest obstacle for you as you got on this road of shifting your wealth and shifting your life to the point where you are now being able to, I understand you also are a financial planner, but yet you also are an entrepreneur by, you know, you're an author and you have the Wealth Shift Project coaching program. What's been the biggest obstacle to bringing these things to manifestation? Well, that's a great question. And it's really an easy one for me because it's something I still fight with. And that's really the the obstacle of believing or or not believing the voices that are in my head, Mm. the naysayers that that literally pop up every now and then, even though, Markeith, as I mentioned, and I say this. Uh, only giving credit to the Lord above, not not shining light on me. I went from, you know, seventy five thousand dollars into debt to now debt free. We live a very comfortable life. We have extreme options. I'm a business owner, entrepreneur, author, coach, all that good stuff. But I went from the pits to obviously the payoff that I'm experiencing now. But yet at the back in, in the back of my mind, there's times I still stand up in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people. And there's something saying, who are you to tell these folks what, what you're telling them? Who, who are you to, to sit down with somebody and help them create a wealth shift in their life? Why? Because we all have that inner voice that we constantly have to battle and overcome some worse than others. And I'm not saying that I, I, mine is, is just 
horrible, but at the same time, you would think that somebody, if you were to look at my path, my journey, would have this incredible confidence to say, look, I have the evidence in front of me. I certainly can tell people, but there's no doubt about it. I still fight those inner voices. And thankfully, I have the the right team around me uh, that pours into me confidence that I can turn to and say, look, I'm having a little doubt here. And they tell me that's normal. That's natural. I, I know some folks who are very you know, well-known that says every time they get up and speak, they, they have that doubt in their mind and their spirit that, that they're not equipped to provide the information that they're about to provide. So, so anybody, your listeners, I want to just share that with them is that you have what it takes, but there's no doubt about it. There's sometimes even the voices inside your head would try to talk you out of it. Don't listen to them, ignore them, keep moving forward and just look at the evidence and know that you're heading in the right direction. So that's one of my bigger challenges, but one that I daily overcome. Right. You know, and I think that many of us struggle with what I call them limiting beliefs or that imposter syndrome, that that question that you ask yourself, who am I to? Mm. You know, who am I to do this? Who am I to teach this program? Who am I to be an entrepreneur? Who am I to be the one to lead the movement? And the question that I always come to is, who am I not to? Absolutely. That's it. That's exactly what I I'm glad you stated that because that was one thing I left out. And that's that's to come back every time. Who am I not to? And, and, and more importantly, it's not about me. If God has ordained us to do what you're doing right now to what I'm doing right now, then we have to remove ourselves, take our egos, take the self-doubt out of it and do it anyway. And that's that's so important. Who am I not to if I've been given this incredible assignment? So I agree with you 100 percent. And then, you know, we have the assignment to utilize everything that we have um, at our resource. I was at a funeral on last night, and one of the things that they kept saying about uh, the senior mother who had passed was that she died empty. Mm. You know, that's something Miles Monroe would say all the time. He said he lived full, but he wanted to die empty. He didn't want to leave anything to the grave to hold. And so we have a responsibility to 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 heed to those visions, to heed to the voice that's within us, and to give our all and to give every bit of effort that we have in ensuring that we bring those things to manifestation because we very well uh, could be not touching a life that we're supposed to touch just because we are afraid or just because we don't believe in ourselves to the degree that we need to in order to move. And so that's very important that we have to overcome the imposter syndrome on a daily basis. So true. So true. I, I, I want to share a real quick story. I'll make it quick. I was in New York City um, maybe a, two years ago, maybe a little less, and there was a young man, uh, he had autism and it hit national news. He walked out of school and he was lost. So, you know, the city was city was frantic. They were looking for him and they had an ideal or the mother came up with an ideal that he was more than likely hiding because he didn't know he was about 12 years old. And that's what he did when he got scared. He's probably somewhere hiding under a car or under a bridge. And she asked the police if she can put her voice on the police um, you know, recorder. And as the police cars was driving around the neighborhood, they would play her, his voice out loud. So they would state, Avante, this is your mother. Come out. It's me. It's okay. With the hopes that he would come sprinting out of a, you know, from under a bridge or around a car and come to the police officer and be found safely. 
Well, two things had to happen. First of all, New York City, of course, is hustling and bustling and it's noisy like crazy. And I'll never forget, I was walking on the streets of Brooklyn and one of the police cars drove down the street and they were playing the mother's voice. And you should have just heard the hush of this New York City crowd just get silent because they wanted to give that car the opportunity to be heard just in Mm -hmm. case that boy was in the neighborhood. But the second thing was that police car had to do his job. And and my spirit spoke to me and said, now, what if that policeman would have been like, well, everybody's looking at me. My car's dirty. I'm overweight. I don't feel like doing this. He didn't make it about him. Mm -hmm. He made it about the situation because, and that's what my spirit told me. This is not about you. There are people out here waiting to hear your voice that they're hiding. They're scared. They need you. And, and until they hear your voice, they're not going to come out and be whatever they've been called to be. So it's up to you to shine, take that, take take the light off of you and put it on your responsibility. And I thought that situation just spoke to me so loud because the city, whole city cooperated to allow this uh, these police cars to, to do their job so this voice could be heard. And that's kind of a metaphor of the responsibility that we have as well. Wow. Wow. It's a great story. Well, Sean, we're going to take a quick commercial break. I appreciate you uh, staying on with us, and we'll be right back after this 30-second commercial. Are you a corporate executive or career professional who's ready to take your life back, ready to take your time back, and you've thought about becoming a coach, a speaker, a trainer, or consultant in your own business? Well, I want to invite you to schedule a brand maximization discovery session so that I can help you to uncover that expertise and learn how to properly package yourself in an online-based business. I'm Markeith Brayton, personal brand strategist and master lifestyle coach, who's all about helping corporate executives and career professionals to maximize and monetize their personal brand online so that they can create a location-free business and live the life that they crave. What I know for sure is that you want to be doing something that's fulfilling and that's exciting and that provides great value to the world. You want to make a greater impact on the lives of individuals. And you know that if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get the results that you've always got. So schedule a brand maximization discovery session by going to my website, markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. And let's maximize and monetize your personal brand. Welcome back, friends. We have with us today Sean DeRoe of the Wealth Shift Project, and we just finished talking about how we can overcome our limiting beliefs in order to help shift our minds and shift our wealth. And Sean gave us a great uh, metaphorical story on on how to overcome limiting beliefs. So, Sean, we're just going to continue on with some of our questions so that we can help the listening audience in particular areas of where they may want to begin to make some moves in shifting their wealth and shifting their lives. Are you ready? Absolutely. Good, good. And so, Sean, you know, where do I start if I know that I'm not um, in a good place 
in my finances, um, in my life, or pursuing what I believe is passionate about. Because one of the things that I'm realizing is that, you know, if our money isn't right, it's sometimes very difficult to move in the things that we're passionate about because we have these debts, we have these burdens that we have to take care of, and we can't see our way clear. And so where do I start if I'm ready to move and shift my wealth? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, we know, as we mentioned, the first place it starts in your mindset. But but the second place is really, I think, is one of the most important places as well. And and it, it's your position. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 first question in the Bible, God asked Adam, where are you? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't believe that God, he's all knowing. He was just looking around every tree, around every bush and saying, where in the world did Adam go? No, I think he was shining a light on Adam and really getting Adam to see himself. It was a, this was not a question of location. It was a question of management. Mm. In other words, how did you get in this situation, Adam? And I believe that when I'm helping uh, my clients and, and helping people create shifts, the first thing I do is like, let's get very clear and understand where you are. Even if your truth is ugly, we have to understand where you are positioned right now. It's your, it's your GPS. You can't get to your destination until you know where you're starting. So what we do is we'll just look at everything. We'll look, we'll look at a net worth statement. We'll look at your, your cash flow. We will look at your current spending habits will look at your current income. So that's really a simple, basic structure, if you will. But it's so important because a lot of people state, hey, I want to save $100,000 in two years. Or I want to be a millionaire in five years. Or I want to get out of debt by the end of the year. And I'll say, great, now that we know you're ending, let's go all the way back to the start and let's create your position. And that's painful for a lot of people because for some, and not again, it doesn't matter where you are on your wealth spectrum, even if you're a millionaire, for some still it's very painful to look and see, here's my position, because what that also does is uncover some of the things that needs to be worked on. And those things are hard to swallow at times. So the first thing is, of course, looking at your position. But then the second thing is, is now you have to get a plan. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so once we look at your position, we determine where you are. Okay, where do you want to go? Now let's have a plan to get you there. So very practical plans are are creating a six-month, 12-month, couple-year goal strategy plan, uh, be it if you're getting out of debt or if you're increasing your capital. Or the third thing is, is as I mentioned, really getting your clarity. There's those three things I really focus on because I I do believe they all intertwine. And and this is much bigger than money. I tell folks if, if all we're trying to do is work on your money, that's not really very productive because if all you have is money, you're not very wealthy. You want to create a wealth shift, and a wealth shift encompasses your entire portfolio, your life portfolio, if you will. But those three things that we really want to focus on, how can we increase your capital? How can we tame or eliminate your consumption appetite? And really, how can we find your clarity? So the first thing we need to do is really get clear on your position, and then we start putting in a plan. Yeah. And, you know, and no matter what we talk about, whether it's wealth, whether it's life, whether it's a business, you know, that idea of clarity is very key to anything that we do, you know. And when we try to get clear on our position, I like what Paula White says often. She says, you cannot confront what you're unwilling to identify. You can't identify what you're unwilling to confront. And so, you know, we have to get clear and be honest with ourselves about where we are. 
you know, we we have cars today that have navigation systems and the navigation system in our cars has to first account for where the car is before it can give us the direction or the clear path to get us to the destination that we want to go to. And it's the same concept with our wealth and with our finances, with our life is that we've got to sit still long enough, be quiet long enough to really identify where we are, what's not working. And then we put that plan together. And that's where I sometimes fail in uh, my process is really having a clear plan of action because I'm the type of person I just like to take it and run with it and 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 fix it as I go but you know that's not always the best way to do it putting that plan together and following the plan can help you get to that destination a little bit better than just kind of willy-nilly in it uh, along the way and so those are some great great steps that we can take uh, in starting the process and moving forward and so that's awesome right and you mentioned because that's where a lot of people do get stuck in terms of, okay, you know what? I know my truth now and I know where I want to go, but it's this journey that I need to help on. And I get that. It's, it's the planning and the process that most people need help on. And that's the importance of partnerships because you can't figure it out all by yourself. If you can, you're, you're very rare, but most people need that partnership, that accountability. And by the way, you don't have to go out and hire a financial planner. You don't have to go out and hire an attorney or a banker. You can go out and really confide in a very close confidant, a friend, a family member, and tell them, give them permission. As you were stating, these are the things that I want to accomplish to create a wealth shift in the next year or so. I want you to hold me accountable. You have permission to really get into me if I haven't saved X amount of dollars in the next month or two months or three months. Keep me on track. Keep me accountable. And when we have that accountability, I've experienced that you tend to not only work harder, but if it's truly somebody you care about, you don't want to embarrass yourself and you don't want to let them down. So you put yourself out there and you create accountability, then absolutely you're going to go in that right direction. Now, I will caution people, don't hand that accountability over to somebody who's struggling with you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not saying don't love them, don't trust them, don't encourage them, but don't hand that accountability over to somebody because they're in the same boat as you are. And, and yes, it's good to have somebody that understands where you're going, but you want to have a, somebody that is a little bit higher that, and, and can see things objectively because if they're, if they're in the same boat that you are and, and you hit a snag, they're going to give you an out where a person has already been through that situation, been through that path, they're going to understand your pain, but at the same time, they're going to not going to allow you to step back on and lean on your excuses because we all have excuses and a good, strong accountability partner will, will keep you on track, even if it's painful. Right, right, right. Well, son, we're going uh, on about, 30 minutes now. And so I want to kind of get into some practical things as we prepare to wrap up today's podcast. And one of those practical questions I'd like to ask every guest is, what is your number one ritual or practice that you had to implement or that you used on a daily basis to stay motivated, especially when you were in the uh, the the dip the deepest part of coming out of the debt that you were in. Wh- what were some of those rituals or the practices that you had on an everyday basis to stay motivated until you reached the goal of being debt free? 
Yeah, for me, it was going back and looking at what I put down on paper. And now that has expanded to uh, looking at a vision board in my room that I, I look at every day. But at the time, it was just some things I jotted down on paper, getting my family out of debt, having, you know, $500 of ex- excess in the bank account. You know, those things were my, at the time, my shooting, uh, that's what I was shooting for. So every year it started increasing and growing. But even today, uh, I, I still look up and get up after my prayers and my devotions. I, I look at my vision board. I look at where I'm going because you can't go where, you know, your vision doesn't take you. So every morning I truly do look at here are things that I want to accomplish today, next month, this year and beyond. So that's really what helps me is just keeping it in my face, keeping that vision clear. Keeping that vision Keep- before you so that you can, uh, so that you know that where you're going, so that you can have a clarity or a clear insight on on how you're moving towards that goal. That's, that's yeah, great. great. At what point did you realize that you were going to make it, that you were making it out, that you were really having the opportunity to pursue your passion and create the income that you wanted and to do the work that you love. At what point did you realize, hey, I can make this happen. Uh, This is going to happen for me. And I want to also be a blessing to other people. And so let me now create the wealth shift so that I can teach other people how I did it. Yeah, you know, when I started paying off my debt and I I crossed over and became debt free, but up until then, I was noticing that people were asking me some of the same things that I had been asking my mentor for a few years. And I realized that I wasn't the only one in this situation. So it was it was a shifting point for me because I had now stepped out of the student chair into the teacher's chair and it was a slow progress. But at the same time, I saw it happening before my eyes. So about 10 years ago, I realized, wow, I'm now the teacher and people are coming to me for exactly the same thing that I went to my mentor to get. So once I started doing that and then up to a couple about a couple of years ago, I really started being more intentional about it. And that's what birthed the Wealth Shift Project. So I say a couple of years ago is really, really when I knew this is what I was supposed to do. Awesome. 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 And so you had to take those steps, though. You had to actually take action towards creating, you know, the Wealth Shift Project. You had to actually not just hold it in your head, you know, not just hold it as a dream, but you had to actually begin to take those steps. And I think that sometimes many of us have these great dreams and we have these great visions, but we fail to take the first step. We fail to step outside of the boat. We fail to really act on our faith and make it happen and stop just talking about it. And so I like to always ask that question because, you know, the only way that it's going to happen is that you make it happen. It's not going to fall from the sky. It's not going to come from osmosis, but we're going to have to actually put into action what we see in our hearts. So true. One of the things I'd like to ask every guest is some of the resources that they use that has helped enhance their productivity or enhance their business? Do you have an online resource or tool that has enhanced your productivity or business or life that you would like to share with the listening audience? Yeah, you know, I I really like and enjoy a couple of tools that I used, uh, have used recently, uh, Fiverr. 
if your audience is familiar with that. I really love partnering with entrepreneurs and creative people that have helped me develop my brand, uh, my artwork on my website, and on my books and all that. And I, and I really think that there are some incredible people on Fiverr. So I use that to partner with a lot of people uh, that are out there just making a lot, doing a lot of great work. I, I'm also a writer, so I've penned three books over my uh, my life and and I use a website called 750 words. I, I like this website because it really makes you commit to writing every day. You know, we're busy people with busy lives and you have to schedule time. I don't care if it's working out or, or spending with your family or writing or whatever it is. And the 750 words really does help me do just that. It keeps me on point. I get the reminders every day. If I miss a day, it's telling me that, hey, you haven't you haven't paid attention to me. And, and it allows me to go in and just put words on paper, create my blogs, you know, working on a a new book. So that's a a pretty good resource as well. And then the last one, and I'll promote this gentleman because he's he's well worth promoting, which is who is Michael Hyatt in Platform University. I know you're familiar with him, Markeith, but he has so many great resources that I connect with uh, his information, his resources, and it really does help me increase my platform and my journey. Great, great resources. What are you reading right now? What's kind of on your bookshelf or, you know, what's what's a book that one book that has had the biggest impact on you? Man, that's not fair to say one book. If you saw my <laughs> shelf, <laughs> hundreds of it. Let me just give you three quick ones. I'll just throw, throw the names out. Uh, the Wealth Choice by Dennis Kimbrough. Love that book because it really does give principles from billionaire African-Americans that have made it happen. Uh, I love Bishop Jake's instincts. And then probably the one that doesn't get a lot of, at least not in my opinion, doesn't get a lot of uh, praise that it should is The Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkerson. He's the guy who penned The Prayer of Jabez. But The Dream Giver to me is really a, 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 an incredible book that you want to look at, check out. And it really helps you understand how when God gives you a dream, the things that will come against it and how you fight those things. And I, I, I read that book almost at least every other month just to remind me. The Wealth Choice has been mentioned before on the show, and so that's something, uh, a book that I probably need to pick up and, and read myself. And all of these books and the resources that Sean has mentioned will be provided in the show notes uh, when the podcast is uploaded. So as we wrap up today, you know, can you give the listening audience one piece of advice that you would give someone who is ready to make the shift in their wealth, ready to make the shift in their life, what's the piece of advice that you would give them? I would say the piece of advice is, first of all, go to the greatest nation in the world, and that's your imagination. Uh, You want to make sure that everything that God has downloaded into your spirit, you get out of you. And when you're ready to shift, the resources, the people, the opportunities will come you have to be ready, though, and you have to be willing to step through that door. It's a lot of people. I know there are people right now listening to this, Marquis, that they know that they should be going further, doing the things that God has pushed them to do. But there's some doubt. There's some there's some resistance and some hesitance. And I want to tell you that that's that's nothing more than the barriers that are you're creating that you can just bust through. But you have to be willing to walk through them. And it's your time to do it. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, can you tell the listening audience where they can find you online and possibly purchase your book? Absolutely. I have, as I mentioned, I have a couple of books that uh, you can find on thewealthshiftproject.com. That's thewealthshiftproject.com. I have a book called The Wealth Shift, which is nine how-to principles for extraordinary abundance. I also have a book called The Consumption Trap, how to turn your waste into wealth in 90 days. And then I also have a nice free giveaway on there. It's, it's a, a ebook, free ebook. It's about 20 pages long. And it, it really helps you. It gives you five steps to creating your own success. And this is what my mentor taught me. And this is really what changed my life. It was the start. And I like to encourage uh, your listeners to go and get that. Now, I, when the show airs, I want to say, I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be before April 10th, my website is going through uh, reconstruction. So if it's not up at that time, you can also email me and I can get that to you at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at thewealthshiftproject.com. Well, I hope you enjoyed this Rewind episode, The Wealth Shift. We all could use a wealth shift, and that wealth shift first starts in our mind. As I do every week, I want to invite you to leave me a rating and review on the podcast and iTunes. I always love reading those ratings and reviews, and they also motivate me and inspire me to keep going. I got some great news just the other day that I was ranking in the top 200 podcast in Sweden. Isn't that great that I'm ranking in a whole nother country? So that is so awesome to me. So I appreciate you leaving your rating and reviews for me to read and for me to become better at doing what it is that I've been doing for the last four years. So I'm excited. I hope you're excited and I hope you continue to support. We got some new things coming in the new year. And so I can't wait to really launch a new season of the podcast and we're going to be doing some great things. So until next week, I hope that you continue to strive and go for your dreams because you should be shooting for the top because the bottom is overcrowded. Take care.